Okay, guys, who wants to fire away? Are we introducing ourselves? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, hi. I'm Dan Farman. I'm from the Jesus Was Wigan blog. I'm Sean Livesey. I'm from uh, the Muddled Fanzine and also writing the 12 man column for the Wigan Evening Post. I'm Paul Middleton, co editor of the Muddled Fanzine. Uh, I'm Pete Reese. I contribute to Vital Attic's website. I'm Barry Worthington, I run the Vital Atlantic's website and we do a podcast once a week as well. Um, Paul Thought, I contribute to the 12th Man, the podcast Vital Atlantic's. George Childers, Cockney Atlantic. <laughs> uh, Jason Taylor, uh, Supporters Club, uh, also with Cockney Atlantic and we're also Supporters at Liaison Officer for the club as well. Good. We've got one website missing and there's nobody from Wigan and we couldn't make it for But basically this is the... Hardcore. Almost, almost the hardcore. <laughs> the loyal fans. Thank you very much. Um, I think the biggest question that seemed to come out on, on the, the Vital Latics website was about <coughs> squad rotation. And I think trying to summarise everything that everybody said, I think the best way of saying it is people wonder how, how will you get consistency um, when you're not playing just what looks like your strongest side every week? Uh, I ori- always orientate myself on the best in the in the world, and the best in the world was Alex Ferguson. And if Alex Ferguson had played the same eleven every game, no, he had in the space of four years, he had played once with the same eleven. For me, when you have a squad like we have, with a lot of experience, not a young squad, we have an average age of nearly 28. Come a new manager in in December, want to have a a look of what he has to his disposal because he inherited a squad would not set up by myself. You have to give players a chance. We're not rotating because of the sake of rotating. <coughs> we have the hardest match program in the championship. Through the international weekends, we had then put the match program in place, which is very, very difficult on the modern way of football uh, to play the football that should be played. I think the lack of quality in the championship forced by the match program is obvious, obvious. I have a certain style of play in terms of uh, transition play, pressing game, and it's impossible, impossible to play with the same tier, 11. I'm not believing in the same 11 uh, because football is a team game, football <coughs> is a squad game. I believe in competition. And I had the same, I had the same discussions in Brentford. Uh, but coming in here on the back of six defeats and having being the third best team in the league since December the 8th, being in the FA Cup for the third time in the history of this football club under the last 16, that is a clear example of rotation works. There will be times when the match program will be different. For example, in Brentford, I didn't really want to do this season, wanted to go in the cup competition very far because the promotion was absolutely priority. We went out of the cups early. We had Saturday, Saturday, Saturday games. Of course, you play your best team. You play your players who are uh, drilled in. You play the players who are in form, of course. But we have every three days a game. We're having players when I came here, obviously not having the energy levels was required for my style of play. First game against Bolton, the team could play only 35 minutes, my, my sort of football, and did very, very impressively for 30 minutes. Demolished Bolton. Demolished them. Yes, we are on course. We are 1.9 points uh, per game average. It will take us to 79 points when we continue like that. That will keep us 100%, 110% in the playoffs. We might win promotion with 79 points. I'm not saying we will achieve that, but that is the aim. <coughs> that is the aim. And we are in the moment third in the league since 8 December, with 21 points out of 11 games, and we are right on track, and in the FA Cup. And don't even expect I play the same team like, you, like I played yesterday on Saturday, because first of all we have players come back from injury, we're having Tuesday the next game, we're having <coughs> players cup tight, and there will be <coughs> players who had played very good for me before, like for example Roger Espinosa, and now had a little bit of time to refresh. 
and uh, he will probably get a chance again. So that not means we throw the FA Cup away. We want to win in Cardiff. And I have trust in my players. The players have responded very well to me since I came in here. That is proven by the results. And by the way, they try to adapt to my way of football. And um, I have trust in everybody till they prove me otherwise. <coughs> Can I just put on the record of you, if I can? I just want to say thanks to you for doing this, and to Jonathan and Ed for arranging it. I think when we first started doing these a couple of years ago with Roberto, it was pioneering, certainly for Premier League clubs, and I still don't think there's a lot of clubs doing it now where we get to be, meet the manager in this situation. So big thanks from all of us for that. Now, my question, you mentioned the squad when you came here. Under the last manager, from the outside, it didn't look like a happy squad. We couldn't get through a full match without players blowing up after about 50 minutes. There was rumours of players leaving the ground when they weren't selected for the team. Was it in a, in a, a good state when you got here? You were able to tell us that? I think it's um, um, 24, 25 minimum. And Brentford had 22. And um, um, like, I, like you asked me before, uh, players had been responded. I think some players find it some sort of routines or uh, rules and regulations a little bit unusual um, but they bought into it and um, they're following it with a consistency what I'm looking for and uh, that's all what I can ask and in the moment they're doing that very well. You mentioned there about um, your tap player and having uh, the average is a little bit higher than what you wanted. Yeah. Does that mean in summer that you're going to be moving some players out and bringing players in? Are you looking at summer to, to bring your type of player or your players of your what you consider an ideal age to the club? I think it's uh, it's natural that because that the contract runs out in the summer, there will players attract interest from other clubs. There will come players who maybe want to leave because they are not getting the playing time they expect. Uh, so there's different scenarios. Um, I think we, uh, Jonathan and I, we, we are planning already very much for the summer. Uh, we, I know what I need, I know what I want. Um, and um, till then everybody can impress me and can show me he wants to be part of this football club going forward. And this is why I want to give everybody <coughs> also a chance to impress. So with that in mind, somebody like Martin Wagon, who's out of contract at Leicester in summer, I believe, is he come here and could be, a, you know, he started very well in his two games, he's played very well in both games, I think he had hand in, in, in the goals last night. Uh, is there a possibility, for example, that he might be coming, is he playing for a, for a deal with us, is what I'm trying to ask. I, like I said yesterday, everybody plays for the future. Everybody. Is it a Martin Wagon who comes here, his contract running out in the summer, or is it a player who's on free, three-year contract. I know about the, the mentality when you played all your life top-flight football. You're winning the FA Cup. The first thing what you're starting is, is with European football and then you go to Doncaster and Sheffield United or Sheffield Wednesday and Brighton and wherever you go every, every third day and you have to buy into this. When you half-hearted there, you can't be half-pregnant. You're pregnant or you're not. So you have to buy in 110% to make sure that you can compete in the toughest league in the world. This is the toughest league. I think when people complaining in the Premiership about the match program, they're kidding themselves. They're having majority of the games, they have Saturday to Saturday time to prepare themselves. And, and here you have no time to prepare. You just play rest, maintain, play, rest, maintain. And uh, you have to be mentally so strong and willing to go through that and enjoying it, and enjoying it. And that not everybody can take, especially when you be all your life on the top flight football. Have, have there been any attitude problems? No, I said it now many times before. I said everybody bought in, but a lot of players didn't really know what they will face when they started the summer in the championship and this is why I'm probably sitting here today you know because when, when everybody know exactly how the championship <coughs> works I wouldn't sit here 
So with regards to the training, players did seem to be looking, you know, a little bit jaded or unfit or whatever you want to call it. What have you changed with regards to the training routines? Because they do seem a lot fitter and hungrier. I think yes. I think I'm I'm running a, a football team and a, um, training them the way I believe is necessary for the way for me to produce results. So. The problem is when you're coming in the 8th of December in the Christmas program ahead of you and then also January a lot of games you can't train much but when we had trained we trained in a very high level very intense very competitive um, for example players has to wear gym pads I don't think they was used to that before and players has to be go undergoing a high tempo training session for 90 minutes there's not much breaks in between and um, by emphasizing on that sort of training obviously the level of energy will go up concentration level will go up that is all what it needed then in for games but the real the real foundation you lie is in the summer when you being very good in six six and a half weeks in the summer you lie physically and tactically your foundation for the whole year that is why teams in that league you cannot refresh and cannot train on and drilling in things like you can do in a, in a premiership when you have more time here you rely on your foundation you lie and just make short refreshers and lie again foundation and that's that is very very difficult and you saw Leicester Leicester last year they were nowhere near yeah uh, but he had this group of players together for a while, couldn't buy new players in, he was a little bit forced to continue with the same type of players and he got a little success. Got Wadi in, Wadi firing two, two guys up front and relying on the foundation and groundwork they did not only through the summer but also from last year. This is why they're flying now. Still the same group of players, like he had more or less like he had last year. So for us it's very, very important to have a very good summer. Foot on the training on the training's pitch and also fitness-wise and also tactically to lay all the foundation. Given what you just said there about Leicester though, uh, ignoring the fact that they're <coughs> going to be losing £15 million pounds a year, you've inherited, inherited a team and a squad that really isn't yours, it belongs to the two previous managers in effect. If we do get promoted this year, are we in a position to make a run at staying in the Premier League next year? given that you not have really have time to build your own squad. We're reliant on loan players for a great deal of time at the moment that may well return to their own clubs. Don't so be negative Don't be negative to loan players. No, no, I'm, I'm not. What so, I'm saying is, come yeah, May... I, I, I understand your question. I think, it's, team, I think it's, a very good it's a very good question. Um, obviously, when I came here, you had a sort of group of Rupertus players and you had a group of Owen players. And um, in general, I think the camp is a camp that is no bad apple in it. I think <coughs> in general, there's a good group of people, good group of players. Yeah. So, in, but in terms of style of play, there was a differences between some players wanted to play this way, some players wanted to play that way. And when I came here, I think you, the first thing what I did is to clarify how we play without the ball and how we play with the ball. And I think everybody has to buy into this. I mean players don't want to buy into this, then you have to make choices because there must be a clear way of playing. And I think the players, to be fair, they was asking for that framework to work in. Um, I know what I want, I know what I need for my type of football, and I have, for me, I know where to go in the summer for either way. You just try to select players from different shelves. But in terms of profile, I'm clear what I need and what I want. But we know, what, I mean, we know from what Jonathan said and from past experience, we're not a rich club. So come the summer, there isn't going to be £100 million to spend that other clubs may look at. And I'd definitely never be that type of person. You know, I'm, I like it to develop. I love, my passion is to build a team, to build a football club, getting results and develop players. That is my passion. And my passion is not buying 
31, 32, 29, 34 players. So that's not my that's not my my way I see it. I like to have a good balance in the team. You need experience. You need players who can cope with the with the, with the pressure like we will be under in the next half a year, one year, two years time. But you also need in modern football you need youth, hunger, players who've never been up there and do do everything for me and for this football club to go back up there. And that plant, I think, I want to get, and I think that is probably also the reason why the club has chosen me, because I have a proven track record to do that with Brentford. And uh, in Brentford, it was inherited a squad of 16 or 17 players. Only two players are left there. I'm not saying that will happen here, but left there in terms of being resigned. But totally changed the squad and had now when we when we took over the sporting director and I we had no sales no players we can sell. Now in Brentford are a lot of assets, young players, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, who are long term contracts, who will cost money when bigger clubs come and try to get them. And this is why I'm saying here now, and the philosophy is a little bit similar but obviously in a different scale. I always like to get players on loan, top players on loan with a few to sign them, to, to find out about their, really their quality, working with them every day, finding out really about their hunger, finding really about their ambitions, on is that a Uber Russell type of player or not. When he fills the whole package, yeah, we might go for get him. So, and and to, to get also <coughs> to this football club, this football club has a history of selling players for good money. And I won't get players in here who we develop helping us to achieve our goals but also financing this football club. Do you, do you see any good prospects in the development squad? Um, Name names if you want or, or just <laughs> the general. <coughs> I have to say um, when I walked in here I had, a, I had to do, hit the ground running straight away. Mm. All my energy was to produce resort three days later, three days okay. later. And I have not gone into that right, okay. with our academy, yeah. what comes under under 16, under 18, under 21. Of course, I have seen two games. Okay. Is that is that enough to make a judgment here? I don't think it is. I don't think it would be fair. Um, in general, when I see uh, Callum McManaman, he is a big, a big asset for us. And that sort of quality we need to get in or we have to develop. On that note too, though, um, one of Roberto's big passions was obviously developing youth like yourself, a number of players that were brought in, like Bits and Moses, Robert Diana, that, not Diana, but that were sold on for big money. Um, and one of his ambitions was obviously the training ground and the academy. Will you have much influence or say over over those plans? Uh, a lot of things already have been in place. Mm. Um, like I said, I'd be only here seven, eight weeks. Mm. Um, that was not the first on my priority list to involve myself in exactly planning of the new training ground. I'm very, very keen. I think uh, the place where we are now, I think it's too small. It's not functional enough. I think we be be living daily by restrictions, uh, uh, especially when we're talking about developing our own players. Uh, we having three teams train to the same time in one building is nearly impossible. Uh, so I think it's essential to to move on to build a new training ground to to get better facilities, not only for the first team but also for the for our own academy to be capable of developing players because that should be our aim when we're talking about putting more finances into our academy getting more quality stuff in there more stuff in there in general to get some sort of result that we can probably every two or three years bring one player into the f in the in the first team squad 
and um, for that we need better facilities. There's no way around. And even then, there's no best facilities in the world. You don't win players. Yeah. Through. You'll have to look at Chelsea. They've brought one through in the last 15 years, and that was John Terry. Uh, and obviously, Owen, uh, at the time, um, identified the players that he wanted, and, and we went out there and got them. Um, we had a good mixture of, uh, of experience and youth. You know, we had some good young players coming through, um, and all the players that we bought weren't. They weren't all the wrong side of 30. Um, so we tried to get that blend right, that's ultimately down to the manager. Um, and uh, I think I think there was certainly, if I can speak for the, for the previous manager, he identified that he wanted experience in the side to, to get us back up to the Premier League. Um, I think Uber's approach is, is different, but there'll still be a blend yeah. uh, of, of experience, but also that young, hungry player who's not been in the Premier League and who wants to get there. Uh, and it's all about getting that chemistry right. When you get that chemistry right, as we've seen at Burnley this year, they've not gone out and spent a fortune, but they've just got that blend right of, of experience and youth and, and players that can score goals. And, and that's I think, I think uh, one thing is the match programme is, it plays, I think it plays a little bit uh, into... I don't know, I've not spoken to Owen, but I think for me, from a manager's point, I can see the logical thing behind that, because when you can't spend all the time on the training ground because you're not capable of, you're relying on on ready-made players. Yeah. You know, so so that is why, uh, this is why probably you're going for more players who know the game, who know the system, who know... Um, instead of maybe you have a younger approach where you have to spend more time drilling them in, develop them on the, on the pitch to to lift them to a new to a new level. So I can see that because a lot of how Redknapp does the same thing, you know. So uh, in the end, every manager has his own way, and um, I'm not saying my my way is the right one. I'm not saying that at all. But I, that is the, under the condition I like to work with, and. Um, because I have seen the benefit of that from my side. I think that <coughs> where you're saying your way is not the right way, I certainly think your way is the right way for this football club, based on what, we, what we've seen over the last few years of, of diverse on developing players. I think we sort of drifted away from that with Owen going for the experience, but that was down to say, the volume of players changing. C certainly the, the attitude of, of supporters upon your appointment seem to just lift overnight across mm -hmm. everybody. And I, I just, yeah, thanks. <laughs> it was great. Because <laughs> we were all, uh, towards the back end of, of Owen's tenure, we were all quite depressed. No, I think he's, uh, for me, I always felt that I was, with the Mar Maribor game started a very positive note. I didn't expect that. Such a strong following and then also such a strong support for the team and for me. And carried it on through the Bolton game, but obviously it was a derby game. It was it was quite nice to have your first league game and winning that one. Um, Very nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but since then, I think I always felt well supported, home or away, and um, it's just it's just I think we still have to be the supporters still have to get used about a little bit about how I think and how I want to play, mm. and for me is. I want to play the game in a very high tempo, and I and uh, playing the game in a high tempo. I think, especially pressing, especially when we're winning the ball in quick attacks, you need legs and you need freshness, and and that means at times I have to rotate, you know. And uh, it's up to me to find the right games for the right players and and keeping a certain consistency because when you see certain areas in the team, I keep very consistent. Uh, it's just the players have to buy in, and you have to see that as well. Um, and in the end, the results will will prove me right or wrong. Uh, I, I hope. I, don't, I know you start off by saying we're on 1.9 points per game, and that we, we're most certainly on track. Do you see Do you see that as being on track, on par, or, or do you think that can get even better as as, I think, as you have more effect? I think. Um, to be honest. You ask me, when I came, saw the match program, saw the injuries we, have, we got, uh, in defence we had played 
the two centre halves more or less every single game. Uh, my top goal scorer is out now for a while, and we're still producing results. Uh, that makes me optimistic that I always had, and the team is still continue to buying in and continuous working and working, and we will have a strong end to the season. I'm 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 quite sure about that. My team's always had a strong end to the season, and when we can achieve that, we have all chances in the world to get into the playoffs. And in the playoffs, with the memories of Wembley, with the mem with uh, having a experienced group of players who can handle the big game scenario. I fancy us. I really fancy us. Mm -hmm. uh, but we're competing in the moment with a lot of teams for that mm -hmm. final spot in the playoffs. And it's a massive task to, to get it. But I think, and everything goes our way, we will have a very strong end to the season. The loan market's just open again, hasn't it? Would you be looking to bring somebody in on loan, or are you happy with what we've got now? At the moment, players coming back from injury, uh, at the moment, I'd be probably prepared to loan out maybe one or two uh, not to bring in more um, obviously there is one area in the team uh, um, where I might think not now but in 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 general and the hope that that Nick Powell will be fit soon uh, I think uh, getting everybody back I think uh, we in general, we have a strong squad for the end of the season. You mentioned there about the defence, the fact that we've played two central defenders almost every game, and you just mentioned injuries and people coming back. Where are we with Ivan Ramitz? <coughs> you know, we failed two medicals last month You know, with the transfer processes going through. Yeah. Does he have a, does he have a future in football first with the injuries that he got? Yeah. Uh, and does he have uh, a future here? Um, Ivan, we sent Ivan immediately to independent specialist Andy Williams in, in, London. in London he's a highly recommended knee, knee surgeon and we got our own medical on Ivan and uh, we got a black on white that Ivan Ramis is absolutely fit for purpose for fit for professional football and uh, and Ivan Ramis and we together we want to prove that to the outside world yeah, um, with Ivan coming back from from a long-term injury, didn't have any preseason. Had been probably put back a little bit too early instead of training him longer. Played in seven games and and picked up their niggle injuries because he doesn't have the base. And now we have said we are sitting now together after he came back from these two medicals. Said Ivan, now we do it our way. We, we, we have to train you before you be capable of playing every three days or every four days a league game on a high intensity. Uh, he bought into it. I said it would be unusual for you. There will be a lot of hours at the training ground, a lot of, a lot of fitness training. He is a Spanish player who lost everything with the ball, mm -hmm. but to get him in a condition where he can play on a highest level and prove the outside world wrong, he needs to undergo an absolute fitness regime. And that's what we're doing now with him. Um, yes, he has a future in this football club when he wants to be. He wanted to he came to me and said he wanted to exploit his chance to go to Cardiff or go to Crystal Palace, where we try to help him as much as we could. Um, it's very, very important for me for every player, for every player and I'm not saying only to Ivan absolute buying into the championship to relish the championship and relish the fight to get out of it and everybody's welcome and how far away is he now from contending for first team place again um, he played the seven games then he got his groin injury then he got fit then uh, he probably lost nearly 10 days because of going back and forward for medicals and <coughs> everything hanging in the air and and um, so he played yesterday 75 minutes in the reserves. Um, I think he can play, but he can he cannot play every three or four days and recover in time and recover in time and recover in time. He, he, he can maybe play a game, then he has to train 
then he can play a game. He has to train. So I don't know how long it will take. It's depending how quick Ivan uh, will respond to the training. Um, but it's very important that the players buying in and the players has been exceptional, exceptional since since that bad news for him and for us uh, from Cardiff and Crystal Palace. So we, we both we want to prove everybody wrong in terms of showing the outside world how good Ivan Ramis can be. Oh yeah, so that's where, where we're up to with Sean, Sean Maloney. Sean Maloney, uh, we came back now, final check in the, in the States. Everything is looking fine. Very motivated, very motivated player. It's like for me, it will be uh, getting at one point a new player. It's like a new signing for me. Really looking very much forward to working with him. He's an exceptional talent. Um, at the moment, he will go on grass now in the next 10 days and start his his training program out on grass, I would say between f four to six weeks uh, before it be being consistently in our training uh, day by day. So I hope he will get games this season, and but I can't say how many. So there will be speculation, and I don't I don't like to speculate on on things like this. And, uh, Gary Caldwell. Gary is now already on grass, uh, not with the team but with the <coughs> physio and then he will go over to the fitness coach and then he will come over to the first to the to the team training so obviously I can't speculate on that one how long it will be but he is ahead uh, unbelievable achievement and I think uh, uh, when you ask a lot of supporters what you value more or what you prefer to win the FA Cup or stay in the Premiership I, f I feel a lot of fans would probably say win the FA Cup um, what attracted me to the football club is that this football club gives me the way I see it all the opportunities to achieve my my aims as a as a manager I want to be a manager in the premiership and um, I, I want to be the first German manager to be in the premiership and with this football club I can achieve it I work very very hard to get that chance and uh, not only in Brentford also the six years before in in Norway and um, this football club with the stable ownership with the stable finances and the short way of communication I d that, that, that attracted me that is why I came here Sorry, um, in terms of your style of play you've already mentioned that, that a little bit H how much have we seen of that up to now do you think do you think there's you, in terms of the, the end product that you want to see in terms of the way that we're, we're, we're going to play how far away do you think we are from tell me what you have seen then. well we've, we've seen we've seen the i think we have seen the tempo increased and i think we've seen us pushing higher up the, the pitch we've seen us pressing the the, the, the defenders um but i think we've perhaps only seen that sporadically we've not seen that what do you think for this, what you exactly said, what do you think is required for that style of play? What do I think, what, sorry? What is required from the player's point well, the, to the, play that, not only the, the in periods, what you, would you, would you think is what is need to be to play that 90 minutes every four days? The fitness levels are you talking about? No, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would, yeah, I would imagine that the, perhaps the, the, the fitness levels that that weren't at the required levels when he came in. I have not said that, you have said that. Well, I think it was obvious to, to all of us that that was the case. I have not said that. Okay. Um, you're probably still working on that, I would imagine, given that, given that we've got that, this incredible, you know, twice a week um, programme, um, that it's probably difficult to get those fitness levels. This is, why the, I, this is why I said to you before, I think, the, the summer is crucial because at the moment there's limited time on the training ground available. Um, I think in general, you, it's the one thing is the energy levels has to be high. The, the number thing is the willingness to play that way of football. So how far would you go then, Uwe, to trying to convert players before you give up? Well, if a player doesn't fully buy into playing your way, 
how far would you go to convert it before you look to ship them out? This is why I work. This is why I said because people, uh, I was reading, why is Russell not spending the McCarthy money in January? Why is not buying this and why not buying that? Exactly what you said. Because I give everybody chance to buy into it. Because we have good players, we have good players on the books, proven players, and everybody. I said to the players, everybody gets a chance to be on that train. But there must be a clear philosophy of play, a clear style of play, and everybody has to buy into it. So, and that is why I give everybody chance. Did Grant Holt refuse to buy into that philosophy? Uh, I think for Grant was a, a great opportunity to go back to the top flight football. And um, coming back to the finances, um, the wage budget had been spent this year by the amount of players who came in in the summer. What I can understand is no criticism whatsoever because the team was a difficult situation for my colleague because he had to bring in replaced players quick and he had to also bring a lot of bodies in for the for the Euroleague, you know. And that fact, when I came in preparing was not much time to prepare for January, but the fact that it, the, the wage budget had been already spent, I needed to get room on the wage bill to bring in some players, some additions to the club. So getting that possibility with Grant, he, he, he wanted to do it. I said it's fine. Uh, it was a good deal, I think a win-win situation for the player and for me that allowed me to bring in the additions we did. Uh, uh, Ryan Schotten, mm -hmm. uh, Grant, uh, Grant and, and then some players on a lesser lesser wages, but everything had added. Also the fact that we sold Dico, and that was helping me, allow me to bring in uh, some additions, what I felt is needed to fully fill our aims. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask, was Grant Holt's long move something that he instigated personally, or were you approached? Um, I think Jonathan will, will agree on that one. I think we, we got a phone call from from right from Villa or from the agent? Aston Villa. From uh, Villa, we got right right from Villa phone call. We have I have not approached Villa. I haven't. I know Lambert, but I have not called Lambert to ask, can you take Grant on, on, on loan? Uh, Villa had contacted also Jonathan, and that is where the contact came from. He's obviously yeah. worked with him before, knew the players, yes. um, and, and saw him as a, you know, somebody that they wanted to bring into the football club for the rest of this season. Um, I suppose Uber, and, and it, as, as he says, it allowed us to do certain things. Uh, and Grant went there, it was a great opportunity for him to play in the Premier League, and allowed us to... Uh, to change a few things, so <coughs> it, it, it suited everyone, uh, and we'll see where we are at, at the end of the season. Is that deal with a view to a permanent transfer if he impresses, or we'll see where we are at the end of the season? Really. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, Noah Dicko then. Mm. Given that he had what appeared to be, from here anyway, <coughs> successful loan spells at other clubs, do you not feel he had a, a place in your squad? Uh, I came here and I followed him, obviously, knowing League One. Uh, knowing him, uh, knowing his goal record, called, recalled him immediately. Um, watched him in training and made a decision to sell him. Simple stuff. Uh, I felt um, it was a great timing. Player absolutely on on a hot streak. Trying uh, to transfer window, just starting. Teams are desperate for that type of striker in League One. I felt it was a great business for the player. So you just think this is a level too high for him then perhaps? Um, I think it would be not fair to talk about this because he probably come in and hunt us all. I just felt <laughs> I just felt in that situation the way the way it turned out to be. When somebody when somebody told us in November you get the sum for Digo, what you get. I think nobody would be 
believe it at that time. So it was was I think the timing was right. The player wanted to go. We agreed to the price. I think win-win situation for us. If every club could sell a player for that sum, who's never started a league game, I think yeah. everyone would be delighted. And you know, hopefully, it goes on and scores goals. Yeah. You know, for Wolves, um, but for us, it was the right deal at the right time. And you never know how these things work out. But uh, you, know, you know, we wish him all the success. Talking of players that you probably see more than us, Rob Keenan. Um, you worked with him at Brentford, and we thought he was a centre half. Uh, no, I see him as a centre half. Uh, definitely, but at certain games, he can do a job in there. Um, I like Rob very much. Rob has the right attitude. Rob has the right profile. Uh, I know Rob. He played nine games for me uh, as a centre half and also defence midfield. Um, he has a future in this football club. He has a future in this football club. He has another year after this. Uh, he. Well, I think people were expecting that you might appoint an assistant manager from Brentford. Is there, is there anything, any movement with that? I don't know. I found uh, I feel like uh, a lot of people find it unusual uh, that a player, uh, that a manager goes in on his own into a new football club. And uh, I did the same thing more or less in Brentford. Uh, they are brought in uh, assistant or first team coach, and then later on, I signed uh, another member of staff for the coaching staff in Alan Koenigan. Um I walked in here obviously I got the job under also certain conditions and um, what accounts for the players to get everybody chunks also counts for all the stuff uh, I went here I said to the staff listen um, just go ahead and show me what you can do and show me uh, how we can work together and buying in, in my ideas and then we, then we see where we are. So um, I felt uh, to bring my fitness coach in from Brentford was absolutely necessary for the way I want to play football. Um, a certain a certain way you have to train, and he knows exactly. We both had developed that sort of uh, relationship and training methods. So I can't say in the summer will there come one or two more people. Maybe will. But uh, maybe not uh, at the moment. Every ca everybody can impress. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I'd be quite relaxed. I think, the, uh, like I said to the players, the staff have welcomed me. They bought in my ideas. They uh, they, uh, they try to do the best job they can. And I appreciate that. And um, I think football is a is not a one man show. Football is all about team. It's all about the team effort. And it's not only counts for the players, it also counts for the staff. Uh, I like to give staff responsibilities, but with, res with responsibilities comes accountability. And uh, um, that is I like to operate in. I like people who are driven, who are looking for responsibilities and, and looking to be accountable for their jobs they do. And uh, that is what we try to build here now with Jonathan. But I can't answer you. Uh, what might happen or might not happen in the summer. Mm -hmm. So in, in the moment, uh, I try to get us into the playoffs, planning, recruiting players for the summer. That is the main aim. These two things at the moment. Now that um, can I just look past it? Now that Ali Al Hamdi looks like he's back to his best after what appears to be as much a crisis of confidence as anything else, who do you see as the first choice goalkeeper now that we've got Ali, Scott Carson, Lee Nichols was very capable of standing at the time. I think the I think the only player, nearly the only player, who can who can be disappointed with me is Lee. Because he didn't so far got the chance, but he might will play on Saturday. Because I want to see, him. I want to give him, give him a chance. So he trained very well. Um, I heard a lot of good things from everybody on the football club how he played before. He's a young talent, and um, he has to prove me at some point and throw him in and give him a chance. And um, I've not made up my mind, um, but I think. 
to give him I have to give him a chance and I want to give him a chance as well to to see in general I think in the goalkeeping department be very strong uh, Scott Carson was excellent before he got injured for me especially he was very um, I think he's an experienced goalkeeper but also his distribution in terms of how we wanted to start to play from the back then I had to make a choice when he got injured between Ali, a little bit more experienced, who I know from Norway, and Lee, I've never saw play. I went for Ali, I felt it was the right decision because Ali had been a match winner for us, uh, had been, been good for us, and obviously now at some point I want to see Lee to, to make exactly that judgment, what you just asked me for, because at the moment Lee can feel that he didn't got the chance to impress so far, and that is right. Sorry? What's the current state of Scott Carson's fitness? Uh, he's still not there. Uh, frustrating for the player, frustrating for me. Um, I think he still needs probably another, I don't know, 10 to 14 days before he's full, ready to play again. Back to, back to styles of play. Um, over the years, recent years, we've been playing a style that's been influenced by Spanish football, yeah. and Spain, who were the champions of Europe. Um, best teams in Europe now are German, Bayern, Borussia. This exactly. Um, so what perfect how you've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Right. So, so um, do you think there are things that are influenced the way that we play? And, and totally. What, 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 sort of, what sort of things can we bring in? Definitely. You answered already. I think I like, obviously we talked a lot about, I like transition, I like tempo, I like, I'm not, I'm not interested to have 650 passes in my own. You know, I'm not, I think the game in the premiership is different than in the championship. In the premiership, it was very interesting. I got an, in an interview made by a German football magazine. There comes a football book out in German uh, next month. And in that football book, is a, they're writing about certain countries, certain way of playing. And they've written about Roberto and about Wigan. And they written in that book, it's not my words, they just confront me with that book and ask me what I thought about this. They thought about this, they written that Roberto used the possession as a sort of defense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because when you have the ball and pass the ball a lot, maybe also in areas where, where you maybe can't score, that means you can't be attacked. Mm -hmm. If you've got the ball, the team can't score. Yeah, so my philosophy is when you want to win promotion from the championship, you have to win 25 games minimum a season. You have to attack. So for me, my philosophy is to get as many shots as I can, to get as quick as possible when I'm winning the ball in central areas, in good areas, to come the shortest way to go. How many, how many winning the ball, winning the ball high up in the field, my philosophy is four seconds till we have an attempt on goal. We are winning the ball in the center in the midfield. How many times in seven seconds we can have attempt on goal? And when we're winning the ball in, in front of our own box, in ten seconds, how many times? But that is not for me important. The important part is for me the four and the seven seconds. Because that means you have a short way to the goal to attack. Which was the four? Which was the seven again? Four seconds is when you win the ball high up in the field. In yeah. the final third. Final third. Mm -hmm. You need, I want in four seconds to have an attempt on goal mm -hmm. when it's possible. And when you play in the middle part, seven seconds. And, and I want to define that with the group of players mm -hmm. and develop them through the analysis department each game, how many times we achieve that, and then the quality attempt on target. At the moment we get already a lot of attempts. We hit not enough the target. How often we can hit the target? You know, we have we had uh, against Charlton 
we had an unbelievable amount of attempts, but we only hit the hit the target four times. Or so they had the worst push goalkeeper I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I think it's a little bit what you said now, and I think that is a little bit the, that is a little bit the philosophy of German football at the moment. German football is on not based on possession football in your own half, starting in your own half. So I like to play from the back. There's always two ways. It's not only about transition. It's not only about counter, counter to counter. Obviously, it's also is about build up when teams sitting deep. And when you want to be a top team, you have to have two ways or three ways or many ways to play to attack and get goal chances. There will be many teams in the future who come home and sitting deep. So you need to have a plan how to build up from the back as well. But in general, I'm very much into transition, and that is well exactly like you said, like Borussia Dortmund play. With Borussia Dortmund have a, a young, average age of players. Borussia Dortmund is not buying Finnish articles. Borussia Dortmund buying young, unheard, un, un, never heard players, and producing extraordinary results as a club. And that is where I orientate myself on. Two of our goals against Sheffield Wednesday came in, in that style as well, didn't they? Yeah. Both the Fortuny goal and Nicky yeah. Maynard's yeah. first goal. Definitely. Who scored the second goal, by the way? Was it Wagon or was it Maynard? I don't know. He looked like he went straight in, didn't he? I think he said it was him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but he also, he also said it didn't yeah. vote, he just insists, which means it wasn't him. But it's not like, you know, I, I think, you know, we talked about this for seven seconds. I mean, don't overcomplicate now the way you reported that. I think I just wanted to give you. I just no no no. I want now. I just want to tell you that quick transition, the quick transition when you're winning the ball high up, with a, you know. Then not to take the tempo out again and yeah. and pass it back and sideways. I want to pass. When you're winning the ball in central areas high up in the field. I want to pass forward. I want to run forward. I want to get. That is my. Attempt on goals. I want to have chances. Are there drills like you have in training sessions? Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah. Do you, do you definitely. think playing that way might expose us sometimes at the back that, it, that if we push forward? We stay high, exactly. Um, I know against, um, against MK Dons here in particular, they played the type of game that was counter-attacking and they caught us out more than once. Yes, and that is, that is what I said. You need, for my style of play, you need defenders who have been comfortable to stay high up in the field who would be comfortable at times to be exposed and still be very good one against one with a lot with a lot of space around them. Uh, we will not I don't like in general defending on your own box. I felt this is not my way of defending. I like to defend high up in the field. And um, that and that is that sort of players I'm looking for. You know and uh, and I think that's very important that that the players are uh, capable of can Defend good one against one. We're talking about that, um, like you said, Paul, about MK Don's, the right back who came on as a sub, George Bobach, I think his name, only 20 years old, absolutely fantastic. James McLean never beat him once per pace, uh, Borussia never got round him, and he was the guy who won the penalty for him as well, 20 year old. If we sign him, can I have a percentage? <laughs> <laughs> Ask his agent. Only if he succeeds. I think he's only shown him five times for MK Don's as well, so he, he's a bit of a role. Might be on to keep your <laughs> like Uwe didn't notice. I know, I know him already. Uh-huh. I know you said you want to win every game, as we all. Yeah. If we don't get promoted this year, would you be that disappointed, given that you're still trying to build something? Obviously, uh, coming here, I had a I had a lot of ground to cover up. Uh, um, I think it's still realistic. I think I always set myself high aims, and I think that is what the owner wants from me to achieve already this year. Um, obviously I also want to build my own team and um, I think I think my measurement will be next season, I, I guess, And uh, but I still think it's possible uh, to achieve this year because especially when I see that we managing to getting results already and still had a player players out through injuries not available and still hoping on the fact that we normally ending strong into the season, I still think it's possible to get it this year. 
As far as the club's no, concerned, 100% categorically. I know you're counting the pound notes already. <laughs> yeah. 100% categorically, the aim is to get promotion this year. It may not be possible. No, but I understand that, but would it be a disaster if we didn't for this year? That, that's the question, really. It financially, it wouldn't be a disaster, no. You know, we, you make sure that it's not a disaster. But <laughs> From a footballing point of view, what I don't want is for us to scrape up by the skin of our teeth through the playoffs this year and then look like we can't compete next year that would be my opinion. no I think I think every club okay. I think every club that, that's gone up in recent times has uh, been able to compete uh, and, and has done exceptionally well with the championship side with additions for, uh, you know in the summer uh, it's certainly not impossible even if we go up by the playoffs which would be the most likely route to be competitive in the Premier League again. I mean, we know what it's all about. We know the players that a lot of the players that we've got have played in the Premier League. We'd have to add to that squad, obviously, and that costs money. Um, but no, it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be something that we'd, we'd uh, fear. It would be something that would be easily capable of looking at Hull, Crystal Palace, Southampton. Uh, all of in recent years, they've gone on to be what we were an established Premier League side, and I'm what gonna, we aspire to be again. I've got to say, while he's not here. I'd be happy going up with Uve than with Owen Coyle. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you've seen Uve's got a very clear vision of how he wants to play football and where he wants to get to. Very driven. And, uh, and you know, we've, we've got a very, um, it, it, it's a very aligned uh, uh, strategy. Uh, we've got a long-term strategy for the football club and a short-term, which is to get Premier League football again. <coughs> Uh, and Uber's, you know, cons- his vision and, and, and the way that he wants to play football uh, suits that both those strategies very clearly, and it's, it's you know, so far the results are there the for themselves. Guys, we probably need to wind it up, but is there anything in particular that you want to ask that you haven't? I have to go. Burning issues. Uh, one last question about players in terms of looking ahead to pre-season. Whereabouts are we with the players coming? To, towards the end of their contracts, Jordi Gomez, John Bruzzajor, Ben Watson, will they be leaving in the summer? If they don't sign a new contract, they'll be leaving in the summer. Um, um, at this stage, it's possibly too early to say. Um, it, a lot of that depends on what the player wants to do. Mm. If they want to play at the highest level again in the Premier League, and we don't achieve it this season, then they may want to look at their options, uh, the quality players, and we want to keep them. The other side of it is that you know, they, uh, they demand um, a good price, uh, both uh, salary-wise and, and, and transfer fee-wise. So it's a balance. We'd, we'd love to keep all our players, but uh, it's very much whether the player wants to stay here. Um, but we'll do all that we can to retain the players that Uber wants to, to, to be here and that the players want to be here. I think it's, um, it's also logically um, we not anymore in a position to have premiership money. And this year we already had a loss on income, even with having a parachute payment. Mm-hmm. Next year we have even less parachute payment, obviously, than we staying in the league, in that league championship. When we not going up, the wages has to be adapted. You know, so and I think we talk about just quality players, and I think it's very much depending on are we having a chance to go up and going up. I think I think there will be a great chance to keep them. Uh, when we're not going up, then um, I think the players will have also another opportunities because they are good players. So financially, it will also dictate keep them or not, depending where we are, and that means we can't answer that one. Till probably the last kick of the season. Which which one player has impressed you more than, than any of the others? Do you think, in terms of doing what you want them to do, a, te- a player that you want you would like to build your team around? I think there is. Uh, it's not. It's not particularly one player. I think in general. I think for players who've been in the end of their careers. I've been in the Premiership football, top international football, lots of them, not all of them, but lots of them, uh, for a long time. Come in a, a manager from League One and, and buying in, in my ideas. 
I felt um, there is not only one or two players who impressed me very much. I think in general, a lot of players have impressed me, and um, it would be unfair to to name particularly one player. Um, um, I felt uh, there is a lot of potential in here, and um, obviously, I think for the players at times is is you have to give them also time for transition because the way I like to have things done and the way Roberto like to have things done is probably different and Owen is also maybe also different so you have to give also players time to adapt to me like I have to adapt to them a little bit as well So, and we're still in that transition time I believe uh, not only in terms of training but in terms of also relationship between each other how we communicate how we're addressing certain things I have my way to address certain things with the group and with the with individually, and the players have to adapt to this, and I have to adapt to them because they are not League One players; they are a different level. So I learning day by day from them, and I think they're learning day by day from me. And uh, we are still in that transition time. Uh, uh, in general, I'd be impressed about a, a lot of players. Mm -hmm. So I have to go because I have to go to the game today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much.